Welcome back, everybody, to the J&J Wrestling Podcast on this Friday night or Saturday when you'll be listening to it. I'm your host, Alex Jaworski, joined, as always, by my good friend, Justin Carroll. Justin, uh, prior to this wrestling show in Friday Night SmackDown, how are you today or tonight? I am doing somewhat decent, you know. I did a tiny bit of a workout. I was helping my stepmother clean out her room, and, uh, you know, I I got some gains in there, not going to lie. But, uh, you know, I'm feeling pretty good today. How about yourself? Doing all right. I was up nice and early, uh, 9.30, or a quarter nine, that is, actually. That's pretty, oh. I think that's pretty good. Pretty good timing for a normal uh, human. Um, not as tired as I was Wednesday. I don't think oh, you sure. are as tired either. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to uh, ready to talk some wrestling, some professional wrestling. Let's go. Uh, that's for sure for this uh Friday Night Smackdown, and we'll get right into it. Uh, we've been trying to uh, cut the time as we like to ramble on anyways. So we, we've been trying to cut as much time as we can for your listening pleasure. Of course, uh, we'll get right into Smackdown for May 15th on the Fox Network. And uh, we had a little bit of a, uh, wouldn't say trouble, but a little bit of a uh, funny uh, ordeal before funny we finally we finally got into the uh show <laughs> i would not consider a tornado funny jaworski okay That's well, serious uh, stuff from, from our point of view i thought it was kind of funny okay uh, okay i'll say it was somewhat funny because we're supposed to review a wrestling show that is being delayed because of a pretty big uh tornado coming up and they were saying okay so me and Jaworski were obviously in Massachusetts, right? So they were talking about how the tornado's pretty much going to hit in southern New Hampshire. And I'm thinking to <laughs> myself, oh, my God, why is this, like, somewhat wasting my time if it's, like, not even affecting us? So I was getting a little heated. I had to download the Fox app so I could watch the beginning of SmackDown. I don't know if you did. I just – I pretty much gave up on watching it on live television and just, like, downloaded the app. I looked at the clock. It was 7.20. I said, oh, 40 minutes till wrestling. The next time I looked at the clock, it was 8.01. So I go, oh, well, better throw it on my phone. Throw it on the Xfinity app. Sure enough, we got uh, Kevin Lamanowitz talking about how there's a, to- uh, a tornado warning in southern yeah. New Hampshire until 8.15. And they would say, <laughs> were saying, your safety is our number one priority. And as much as I'd like to watch Friday Night Smackdown right now, we're concerned about your safety. I'm like, dude, I'm nowhere close to southern New Hampshire. And then I started (laughs) to think about it. It could have hit uh, Western Mass or whatever northern part of Mass that was. So I I I didn't note that. So I started to like think about it like, oh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Because it could carry over or it could go to New York, which wouldn't be us, obviously. But I thought that was kind of funny because like no one delays the WWE except for the WWE. Sure enough. Don't tell sure Vince. That don't, don't, don't tell Vince that a tornado delayed his TV show by four <laughs> minutes. What the freak? What happened? <laughs> Listen, pal. <laughs> you don't. You don't have a tornado on my watch. <laughs> Let's get the show on the road. <laughs> God damn it. Okay. Anyway, yeah. Um, <laughs> so we had a little funny mishap, I guess, uh, for that tornado warning or whatever you want to call it. But uh, anyway. When I got tuned into uh, Friday Night SmackDown, we were in the middle of Miz TV. I'm sure I didn't miss much. 
and then oh, we're going I got to over... see the beginning of it. Oh well, you can take it over then. You you, you were there since uh, the first uh, first uh, you know sound of the music, I guess. Okay, so you were you tuned in in the middle of the interview, correct? Uh, yes, it was like when okay. they started showing his baby pictures and stuff. Okay. Sorry to spoil it. So. <laughs> It's pretty much the Miz and Morrison. They come out. They say, welcome to Miz TV. And then Doze comes out. And he's so happy that he is the uh, Mr. Money in the Bank, right? He's throwing it all around. He's dry humping. He even gets so excited that he does a cartwheel, a literal cartwheel, from that 300-and-plus-pound man, which is just insane. And then he's going to sit down because he's been pacing in the ring. So as he's about to sit in the chair, he literally breaks it, like breaks the seat. And then he's just like, oh, I'll stand. So then (laughs) the Miz and Morrison were pretty much talking about how this is the biggest win of his career. But Doe says the biggest win of his life was winning Mandy over. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, man, Doe has a soft spot. And he's just such a lovable guy. I seriously love Doe's. That's that's just right about where I tuned in. I got to see in a good the Peach Mandy too. My Peach like, Mandy. Okay. okay, and then they started showing his ugly baby pictures and him wearing no clothes in his kitchen. I thought that was a little weird. Got <laughs> with knee pads. Lie. Yeah, with knee pads, like John Cena. <laughs> like, he wrestles in jorts and knee pads. <laughs> yeah, it was it, it was sort of cute to see those pictures of that. Well, I shouldn't say cute, but like it was cool to see those pictures of a young Doe's. And they talked about how, well, Doe's mentioned that he had a learning disability growing up. And so he was semi-different from the rest of the kids. And then John Morrison jokes about it. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, man, they got to be super careful talking about this stuff. Oh, learning disabilities in this day and age? I mean, uh, you, could, you could say, okay, so you could say a certain word, derogatory term, that begins with R. Yes. Five years ago, without issue. Yeah. Through TV, movies, you know, YouTube <laughs> even. Mm-hmm. Now, you say that word, forget like, it. Like, huge fine. Oh, it's yeah. crazy. Huge fine. It, it's, it's just crazy how the world has developed. If it was the, the attitude hour, they definitely would have allowed it. Oh, they would have dropped that word. and they, So, I mean... They let a lot of things fly back in the day. I mean, th- that's why. I mean, uh, high school superlative winner of uh, Born in the Wrong Decade right here. I mean, Should come have been on me. now. But 80s anyway, fanatic over here. Anyway, uh, so they make fun of a learning disability, which uh, could have been definitely in poor taste to some people. I'm sure one of the wrestling Instagram pages will say, was this over the line for John Morrison? But uh, Comment below. Not. Yeah, comment below. Like if you agree. Shut up. Anyway, so they go <laughs> continue to insult him. And then they, uh, what didn't make sense is that all of a sudden they wanted to have a tag team match with him. I didn't really get that. They just, okay, we're mad at you. So for no reason. So we're just going to have a tag team match with you. I guess they got fed up with Doe's and that they both wanted to wrestle him. But then Doe's needed to look for a partner because Tucker hasn't been like available. Like, I think he's just self quarantining right now. But he's, I personally believe, he's losing big money not being with Doze right now. In all honesty, like, if you really think about it, Doze is, like, on the top of SmackDown right now. Besides, like, Braun Strowman, I would say. 
What did he say? He had Tucker had dysentery from uh, the Oregon Trail. Did you catch that? Oh, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that was so funny. Shout out Oregon clown. Trail. Yeah. All time game. <laughs> but then Doe's needs to look for a partner, and so they pretty much say that Sami Zayn vacated the Intercontinental Title, which leaves us with Jordan Devlin and Sami Zayn uh, needing to drop their title because of something popping up. I'm not exactly sure the reason why Jordan Devlin needed to drop the Cruiserweight title, but I know Sami Zayn like got mouth surgery or something like that, so he needed to drop it. And so they both, I would assume both at some point need... <laughs> what was that? <laughs> they both at some point need you know, another title shot because they've never lost it, you know? Well, Devlin couldn't do it. I don't really understand. I, I could see, so they're crowning an interim champion for the Cruiserweight because... Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. Devlin is stuck in the United Kingdom, obviously, and he's probably going to be stuck there for a little while longer. Uh, Zami Zayn, I think, is just... All, he, I think he decided to quarantine now. Is it... He had, I think, he had mouth surgery or, or something, but it's been like three weeks now. Yeah, your mouth is TV. actually the, yeah, your mouth is actually the quickest recovering thing like on your body. So it's sort of weird to see Sami Zayn not be on TV if, you know, the, the mouth surgery went well. It just, I mean, I don't know exactly what he got, but like, it would only make sense that he would be back by now. But there must be something else that happened that. They're just like, okay, we're just going to take the title away from you. And uh, I feel so bad for Sammy because it took him so long to finally win a championship on WWE. And he loses it, not because he got pinned or tapped out, but rather he just can't compete, which is just so dumb. Yes, but they made the most of it. I think that this bracket they had put together was pretty good all around. Oh, for sure. We got matches tonight like... Daniel Bryan and Drew Gulak. We're next week going to have Seamus and Jeff Hardy, which I'm low-key excited for. But then they announced that AJ Styles will be in the tournament. And the first matchup he's going to have is with Shinsuke Nakamura. And I seriously cannot wait for that match. Oh, yeah, no doubt. I had it circled when they were announcing matches for next week. I circled that one. I have it in big, bold letters. I'm I'm very excited to finally see, you know, a wrestling match. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I think we got a pretty decent wrestling match with uh, Daniel Bryan and Drew Gulak, which we'll get into later. But I thought that was tremendous. Well, it's very good. But uh, speaking of having a great wrestling match, that's not what Elias and King Corbin had. <laughs> okay. King Corbin. Overall... He's pretty good. I think he personally just lacks in the personality department. He's really good at not being like though, which I do enjoy. But I, I don't know. I can't get behind this feud with Elias and King Corbin at all. I don't know why. There's just something about it that's just like, it's just boring compared to all the other stuff going on right now. Like the Daniel Bryan and Drew Gulak stuff. That's obviously really good. Everything going on with Doge right now. That's been amazing. You know, even what Braun was with um, when he was getting into the feud with Bray Wyatt, I thought that was pretty entertaining. But this is just like dreadful in all in all honesty. 
Excuse me. Yeah, I can't. I've had enough of them two going at each other. Um, I mean, granted, it did save us the pain of seeing Corbin win the Money in the Bank match. So, I mean, that that's true. one thing. But I don't think we'll see another uh, match between these two again. I, I think Elias kind of... I don't want to say he missed his mark, but he definitely isn't where he's supposed to be potential-wise and talent-wise. I think he's behind. Like, in a sense, underrated? Uh, in a sense that he's not there yet when he should be. Uh, okay, okay, I can get that. But... uh. We're going to talk about that later on in another podcast. But I do really want to quickly just go over this match because nothing too special about this other than someone advancing in the Intercontinental Tournament. So and, we just had... Oh, yep. And the fact it was two commercial breaks long. <laughs> it, as you said, this is a snooze fest. You texted me that during the match. So... Mm-hmm. King Corbin at one point grabs Elias as a guitar and then Elias spazzes out and then he just beats on him and then throws him into the uh, the steps and whatnot. And so, <laughs> actually, during this match, Michael Cole <laughs> Michael Cole pulled a huge Jaworski and he voice cracked. <sighs> Did you note that? I don't know what you're talking about. I've never he done t- that in my entire life. <laughs> okay. I'm a grown so adult then- male. <laughs> So King Corbin once again goes after Elias's guitar and actually breaks it this time. So as King Corbin goes into the ring, Elias hits a knee on him. And then as King Corbin bounces off the ropes, Elias rolls him up for the pin and advances in the Intercontinental Championship tournament. Hallelujah. That's what I said after he did the roll-up deal. I mean, come on. There's no that we've we've seen so many matches, we've seen so much time consumed between these two guys. Why do we need to see more? I mean, come on now. Let's let's tone it down a bit. Yeah, that is true. I mean, I honestly thought King Corbin was going to win this match because he's going to be facing off against Drew McIntyre on Monday. So I expected him to be all cocky and whatnot going into Monday saying how he um, is advancing in the Intercontinental Championship tournament and saying how if he can win his match on Friday, he can win his match on Monday or something like that. But, uh, no, uh, a little shocking, Elias ends up winning the match. I wouldn't call it so much shocking. I think that there's really, you know, they just, I think they probably have better, not better plans, but they have distinct plans for Corbin after this and Elias. It's just kind of, well, wait and see kind of deal, I think, personally. I personally think that King Corbin should be on Raw. I think he should, too. I feel like there's not enough, like, between Seth and Vega's uh, stable, there's no really, like, primetime bad guys on Monday Night Raw. There really isn't. Oh, yeah, that's true. I never really thought of that. I mean, Bobby Lashley, I guess, but, like... He's not in the picture, though. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When he should be. King Corbin's oh, always in the picture of anything. Yeah, it's unfort- as unfortunate as it is. But If AJ and King Corbin could trade places, I'd be satisfied. Oh, absolutely. But now I guess AJ 
I guess it, more than likely he's going to be in the final of this thing. I'd have to think, unless they keep Nakamura, unless they have Nakamura win and he just goes back to Raw. I don't, I don't, I don't really know. Something's telling me that we're going to see the Undertaker again. Really? You think so? I think so. Between the thing, the picture in the uh, corporate ladder match, and then and then the room. And then AJ watching the documentary preview on Raw. Something tell, something, something's up, I think. I could be completely wrong, but if you think about it for if you think about it long enough, I I, I think my point's pretty uh, pretty considerable. Yeah, I definitely do see that happening with everything AJ's doing right now. It just I think it does make sense. Like maybe AJ and Undertaker at SummerSlam, which if that does happen, we totally should have seen that. But since they canceled it, now we can't, unfortunately. Well, they but, haven't. Uh, they haven't officially canceled it. They canceled everything up until Labor Day. The WWE has not officially canceled SummerSlam yet. Uh, I guess that's true. But I feel Boston, like we're talking about this <laughs> way too much. Yeah, we are. But uh, I think AJ has plans beyond winning the Intercontinental Championship. But they did they did hint at it that it's the only championship that's eluded his career. So that's another thing, too. That's true. Maybe He'll that's... be a Grand Slam champ, I believe. Oh, no, wait, no. He has him on the tag team titles. Are you sure? Did yeah, he win he never Chris helped. Jericho? No, no. They were a oh. tag team for like a month, and then Jericho turned on him. Why two AJ? Yeah, why two AJ? Oof. Anyway, Elias wins. Roll up. Blah blah blah. Next up, <laughs> we'll move right <laughs> along. Uh, I think at this point, what did we have here? Uh, Otis is looking for tag team partners. He asks, "Wow." He asks Sheamus. And he said, absolutely not. Ooh. Thoughts? Uh, there's nothing much to think about this. Just Seamus is being, you know, mean, pretty much denying, you know, going, well, having a match with Doze as his tag team partner. Doze is just left in the picture of, oh, no, I don't know who to ask. So then we move on from this. And so I didn't catch if anything else happened during this, but... Doze ends up going to Mandy, and then Mandy recommends that she goes, well, he goes to Braun Strowman, and Doze is like, oh, yeah, what a good idea, yeah. And so he ends up going to Braun. Oh, wait. Before that, we have the Truth Be Told guy, the hacker, appear. CM Punk. No, not CM Punk. We talked about this. It is so dumb <laughs> for it to be CM Punk. CMPU <laughs> is all I got to say. I can't so, believe people actually believe that it... it Think for a second that it would be CM Punk. You know, it might have been like those in do. school. The people saying that might have been like those in school. Hey, watch it. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. Careful. Uh, no, I, I do got to be careful. But then we end up panning to Braun Strowman. Doze is like, oh, yeah, I need a partner. Yeah. And so <laughs> Braun's like, I'll think about it. And then Doze is like, think about it. Think about it. So then after that, we get Naomi and Dana Brooke. This was shockingly quick to me. It was a little clunky. Nothing much happened. Dana ends up pinning Naomi with, like, I don't know exactly the move, but, like, the girl's legs are in between uh, the girl by the waist, picks her up, 
and then she rolls over, ends up uh, getting Naomi's shoulders on the mat. One, two, three, quick pin. Dana ends up winning. And then at the end of the match, she comes off a little bit cocky to Naomi, saying how, you know, she was just flexing and whatnot. But uh, that was a little thing I noted. Dana Brooke is, she's been taking over the women's division, I guess. It's quietly, quietly gaining up the ranks on SmackDown. She could be in the title picture pretty soon. Something to watch. I mean, they definitely need, they're definitely lacking in the women's division all around, I think, right now. Yeah, Tamina had a match. Considering Charlotte going to NXT to, uh, get the girls ready down there so you know what else is really kind of getting them ready so yeah the, the women's division has been pretty bare as of late especially now that becky's gone we need someone's gonna step up here yeah that's true i honestly oh i should probably save this for raw uh i'll, I'll talk about it on raw because i know they'll mention it again hey you know what they did mention again becky having a baby <laughs> yeah if you didn't know yeah, if you did not know, Becky Lynch, Becky Lynch, what the heck is that? Becky Lynch is pregnant. <laughs> if you've been living under a rock for the past week. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you haven't seen it every, you know, two minutes on Raw, if you or watched Twitter. it. Yeah, no or Twitter, yeah. Yeah, or Twitter. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't stand it. I can't stand it. Breaking news. Breaking news. It's not breaking news when you break it twice already. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's like on the news when they show like a fire, like when like the four o'clock news. It's like breaking news: fire in so and so, and then six o'clock breaking news: fire in. I'm like that poor fire's been going forever. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but, they just uh, get they get a little overzealous about that stuff. They want to get as many clicks right as they can. They want yes. to get as many clicks as they can, as much action as they can. Traffic. It is <laughs> <get> the traffic. <laughs> anyway, Dana wins. Ron's still thinking about it. We have Charlotte come out, the NXT champion, who should probably be staying on NXT, but that's okay. Uh, Bailey and Sasha interrupt. Charlotte at one point wanted Bailey's mic to be turned off, which I thought was a little weird in that sense. I mean, they're both, excuse me, all jarring at each other, so that was a little weird. And, uh, of course, Charlotte ends it off with a woo. Uh, anything you picked up out of this little segment here? Yeah, I'm sick of seeing all three of them. All honestly. Yeah, like we said earlier, not even five minutes ago, very bare woman's division. Yeah, it's like, I don't know. They should, I honestly believe that they should bring up some of these NXT girls. I don't think necessarily move them to SmackDown, but just have them on there. They're all performing in the same place. Why not, like... Or even with the quote-unquote wild card rule. I don't know exactly what they're calling it. But, like, you could have one of the girls from Raw go to uh, SmackDown and wrestle them. Or one of the girls from SmackDown goes to Raw. Or, like, even one of the NXT girls goes to either Raw or SmackDown. It, it would just change the women's division a tiny bit. And now with, like, a major player gone like Becky Lynch, they're probably like, oh, my God, we don't know what to do. Like, it's so, like... It's so small. Like, the women's division is just tiny right now. And I just feel like there's going to be a lot of the same matches. My question is, why aren't we seeing more of Lacey Evans? I mean, yeah. she's a, easily the best women's talent on the roster right now, behind, right behind Charlotte, probably. 
Yeah, I would say so. I definitely do love me some Lacey Evans. She's just phenomenal. You know, I can't really envision myself wanting to watch any other woman's wrestler right now. Maybe Asuka, because she was just crowned champion. But um, other than that, like, I can't really see myself being like, oh, yeah, I want to see that Asuka match with Shayna Baszler that's going to happen. Like, no, I don't really want to watch that. It's going to be, like, the same thing it is every other week, you know? Next week, Liv Morgan versus Ruby Riot for the fifth week in a row. Yeah, no thanks. Watch Ruby Riot do those dumb faces. <laughs> with her God. green lipstick. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, uh, we move on to another segment that you were uh, texting me about. I didn't really know what you were saying until I saw it. Uh, the Forgotten Sons. Uh, all views are the Forgotten Sons and only the Forgotten Sons, which I thought brought a very real element to it, which I did oh, enjoy. For sure. I totally dig this. I mean, I know. I think I praise the Forgotten Sons way too much, but their stuff has been so good recently. Like, Jackson Riker, he has a little weird tone to the way he says stuff. It might just be his voice. But he actually ended up dropping a party word, which I'm not going to say. It starts with bowl. That's all I'm going to say. Starts but, with bowl and rhymes with ship. Put the two and two together, people. No, it would end with a, it would end with a T, so it rhymes with it. No, rhymes with ship. Yeah, say it in your head right now. Do, do they rhyme? Yes. No, they don't. You don't hear Eminem saying ship and then the, you know, the party word. You, you never hear him say that. That totally rhymes with it. Okay, what other words rhyme to you then? What does home rhyme with? Bone. Home no, and I... bone? Yes. What rhymes with Rocky? Locky. Yeah, you know why? Because the ending of the word is what makes the words rhyme, Jaworski. Come on. What rhymes Get better orange? than that. Orange? Uh, oh, jeez. Nothing rhymes with orange. Or yeah, purple. Good, good answer. <laughs> good answer. I didn't think you'd come up that fast with it. Oh, I'm pretty smart. So anyway, Jackson Riker <laughs> drops a bad word. Starts with bowl and rhymes with ship. It, it does. Uh, either way, uh, we're really high on the Forgotten Sons. Finally bringing some legitimacy to the tag team division. I mean, doesn't get better than this. For sure. Like, I feel like they didn't have much of a background before coming to... Well, before these um, this segment where they just got to talk. I really do think that this is bringing out their personalities. And I really do hope to see more segments like this for weeks to come. Yeah, if you remember after WrestleMania, they just kind of get dumped on the on TV, you know, and obviously they ma made their mark, you know, they got into them, you know, the, the, the title scene already of, uh, you know, so fast with, what, three weeks in, ultimately? Yeah, I believe so. So, I mean, for them to finally, you know, let the, uh, let the reins go on the Forgotten Sons, they're good. They are really good. I'm yeah, not a fan sure. of tag team wrestling. But these guys are good. For sure. I cannot wait to see what they do for years. And yes, I mean years to come. Well, let's hope it's years. I would assume. I mean, 
guys have been dropping like flies lately. Let's not kid ourselves. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. But uh, either way, I mean, a very legitimate, uh, you could say. Revival-esque. I'm going to use a wrestling term here. Go. A very shoot-esque segment. Shoot? How is that a shoot-esque segment? (laughs) It's just them talking. Because of the way they put it. The way Mm. how it said the views are only by the Forgotten Sons. They're using bad words, as you would say. And it just kind of gives that like rough and tough, rough around the edges kind of like... Legitimacy. Can they they really say that kind of deal? Like, did he just really say that? I guess he did. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You know the word that rhymes with ship? No. Yes, I do. It starts with bull. (laughs) Okay. But uh, either way, Forgotten Sons, great talent to watch in the coming weeks, coming months even. Uh, Tag champs pretty soon, I think. For sure. I cannot wait to see them. in. Well, I believe they're going to be in the title picture sometime soon. They already pinned the New Day. They've been putting a beat down on them. With like um, the four-way tag. And I believe they did on Money in the Bank as well. But let's move on into what was probably the best na- oh, excuse me, the best match of the night. in Daniel Bryan and Drew Gulak for advancing in the Intercontinental Championship Tournament. And to me, this match really resembled what Matt Riddle and Timothy Thatcher had. It was just a lot of grappling. But there was also some really, really good wrestling on their behalf of Daniel Bryan, Andrew Gulak. What was your opinion on this? Because I thought this was terrific. It was very good. Um, it wasn't quite the match they had, uh, you know, uh, skill-wise as they did at Extreme Rules, I think it was. Elimination Chamber. Elimination Chamber. Uh, I mean, granted, uh, Daniel Bryan uh, didn't have a wardrobe malfunction this time, but, I mean, <laughs> either way, these two get in the ring. It's going to be gold, and uh, sure enough, sure was this time. Yeah, the teacher was schooling the student a little bit. Daniel Bryan put on, put on a pretty good beating on Drew Gulak. He was really targeting the leg, doing a little jujitsu and whatnot. But, uh, man, Daniel Bryan is uh, something special. I said to my dad right as he came out, the goat, the goat, and then he just looked at me because he knows Shawn Michaels is a goat. But, you know, my favorite wrestler of all time was trained by his favorite wrestler of all time, that being Shawn Michaels. But, uh, man, after the match, Daniel... Oh, excuse me. I didn't announce who won. Daniel Bryan tapped out Drew Gulak with the heel hook, which they've been lately calling it the ankle lock, which is just totally incorrect. And after the match, Daniel Bryan and Drew Gulak shake hands and says... Oh, excuse me. Daniel Bryan says, I got better because of you. And I think that's only showing how good Drew Gulak is really becoming. Oh, isn't that special? <laughs> Shaking hands. Uh, guys? Hey, those are both guys who respect each other. Uh, there's a deadly disease going around, guys. I think handshake... Well, I think wrestling is worse than handshaking. Am I wrong? This is true. Uh, I mean, <laughs> hey, you're absolutely right there. At that point, you could... As long as they shower... You could probably do worse things than a handshake. Yeah, that's for sure. But uh, anyway, great match. I mean, you don't see a ton of great matches on SmackDown unless Daniel Bryan 
and Drew Gulak are in them. So, once again, great match. And we were already at 9.30, and uh, I was surprised. I Like I said, SmackDown's all, usually an easy watch. This was uh, pretty easy uh, after the Corbin-Elias match that took nearly forever. Uh, next week they announce, uh, obviously, as we said before, Shinsuke and AJ next week. Uh, I believe Sheamus and Matt uh, – Jeez, I did the same thing Wednesday. Sheamus and Jeff Hardy will be on next week. And the most important match of them all, Braun, no, Mandy and Otis. I had Braun and Otis and Mandy and Otis written right over each other, on top of each other, like lines in a notebook. Um, Mandy and Otis versus Dolph and Sonya next week, mixed tag match. It all comes to a head next week. We'll see what side is more superior and uh probably gonna wrap that one up because uh otis definitely getting to that next level that's for sure i told you that this feud was going to end with a mixed tag match it only makes sense but i am totally looking forward to this match next week i cannot wait to see it i really do hope it's good because mandy is an overall pretty good wrestler doze is a super entertaining and dolph is just a great wrestler sonia lacks a little bit you know I think she could definitely hang with people like um, Dolph Ziggler and Mandy in a match like that. So I do hope that match is really good. But I also cannot wait to see AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura, like I said. But let's get into the main event of the evening with Miz and Morrison against Doze and a mystery partner, I guess you could say. We all pretty much knew it was Braun Strowman after... Doze went, oh, excuse me, Otis went to go talk to him. So then Doze is like, eh, he's just like chilling in the ring. And Miz and Morrison are pretty much just mocking him for not finding a partner. Then Braun Strowman ends up coming out. And so what did you think of this match? Because I didn't really think much of it. Um, It was like, it was a uh, textbook, put all the big guys out for the main event. Or put out all the stars for the main event kind of deal. They all did their stuff. It was fine. It wasn't really, there was nothing bad about it. You know, Miz does his, you know, his move set, quote unquote. John Morrison always does something different usually. Otis does the worm. Good guys win. Everybody goes home happy. But what happened after the match was probably the most most important part of the night. Uh, By the way, Otis and Braun win. Braun pins Morrison with the power slam. Uh, to win the match. But that wasn't it for the night, surprisingly. I thought we were going to go right off the air like we usually do, ending like five or six minutes early. So then we hear the music, Mandy, Mandy! And then Mandy ends up coming out. And so who cannot get distracted by that gorgeous woman, in all honesty? So Doze pretty much sets up Mandy to walk out. And so Doze can potentially cash in his Money in the Bank contract to win the Universal Championship, but Braun is not phased by Mandy. I don't know how. He, <laughs> he, uh, oh, I'm not even going to say it because I, <laughs> I could probably get in trouble. But who cannot get distracted by Mandy Rose? And Braun is just not phased by her at all. And then Doze, excuse me, I keep on calling him Doze. I know it's just Otis now, but it's a force of habit. Otis is like, hey, man, it was just a joke. Fish bump. And so he tries to fist bump Braun, and then Mandy ends up coming into the ring. Braun plays it off all cool, and then they end with uh, Doze picking up Mandy. Oh, I said Doze again. I'm sorry. 
sorry. <laughs> and then Come Otis on. picks Clean up Mandy. Up. I know. I, I, I seriously got it. And then Braun just ends up, they play his music and he's holding the title and whatnot. So that was a nice way to end SmackDown. I thought it was a little too early to start teasing those. Oh my God, that's going to kill me. Otis. Otis, 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 Otis. Otis potentially cashing in his money in the band contract. I just think it wasn't necessarily the best of timings. Like, if they did it three weeks after, I think I would have been okay with it. But I just believe it was a little too early. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely with you on that one. I mean, one week after, not even a week. Well, yeah, call, call it a week. Less than a week. Just that's that soon to tease it already? I mean, they don't tease stuff like that to, like, months and months and months out. Yeah, so, like, I don't even believe when Dolph had the Money in the Bank contract, I don't believe they teased that at all when he was, like, with AJ and Big E at the time. They didn't tease it whatsoever as, you know, I, I'm losing my train of thought right now. They didn't they, tease yeah, it they, at there all. There was no sign of it at all. You know, there was, there was you know, always that, that opportunity he might have. But then he just comes out finally on that Raw after Mania, which was perfect timing, by the way. I mean, what a, what a genius. But, uh, yeah, he finally got that time. And it, it was never mentioned. He just kind of lurked in the shadows waiting for his time. Exactly. And I sort of do hope that they get creative with the way they use Mandy to, like, distract Braun. Because I think that would, like, cause... Well, it would give some interest to... Uh, Otis potentially cashing in on Braun at any time, but I feel like it's just way too early to touch upon Otis cashing in. Yeah, like you said, uh, I agreed there. Way too early. I mean, we have no idea. Like Guys like Roman Reigns, uh, I'm not the biggest fan of, but obviously he has some star power to him. He's Roman Reigns. But, For uh, sure. They, you can't make changes now. You just can't I mean, maybe they're just giving the audience something to chew on, but why right now? There's no reason. They're, they're, they don't even have, I'd say they probably don't even have half their roster at the tapings every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I don't think they can because of how many no, people they can they allow in a fit. building. They, they, they wouldn't, there would be no way they could do that. Exactly. But overall, Friday Night SmackDown, pretty positive about it. Uh, wasn't anything too goofy, too outlandish, too crazy. Um, everything was pretty good. Uh, like we said, SmackDown has become one of the more you know, consistent wrestling shows during the pandemic era. I honestly believe I'm enjoying SmackDown more than I am NXT. Um, yeah, I mean, two hours, it doesn't get better than that. NXT is, like, it's hit or miss. It depends who they use. Like, if they have guys like the Undisputed Era, they have Champa, they have Gargano, they have Balor on, they have Karrion Cross on, that's great. But then they have weeks where, you know, this guy's not here, Undisputed Era's not there. It's just kind of, like, lame, you know? Yeah, I just feel that some of their episodes are overwhelming and at times they can be underwhelming. Like I I felt like this week's episode of NXT was just perfect because there was a right amount of everything. 
Timothy Thatcher turned on Matt Riddle. Then we get a matchup later on tonight, and they're teasing it throughout the night. So it gets you pretty hyped up for the main event, but you also had some some nice, decent matches thrown into the equation there. Some okay vignettes and whatnot from Johnny Gargano and Candice, you know, stuff like that. But with SmackDown, it's so much simpler to watch. You can just be like, oh, oh. Otis comes out, I know I'm going to be entertained. Then, you know, someone like Baron Corbin comes out and you're just like, ugh. You know, it's just, it's very simple, very easy to watch. And it's not like you, I feel like there's just a need to always keep an eye on NXT. Like, you can never just take a break from it. But, like, with SmackDown, you can take a semi-break from it, you know, and, like, look at your phone for a tiny second and you won't miss a beat, you know? Oh, yeah, no doubt. Uh Sound like like two weeks ago they had the Charlotte title match and the Adam Cole title match. Like that was like that was so underwhelming. Like you can't, it was a sometimes lot. you just sometimes you just can't do that, you know? Yeah, exactly. It was just too much. But I do get why they did that, because AEW was going live that week, which does make sense. But uh, it's just it can be too much at times, but also less at times, if that makes sense. Here's a good question for you. Do you think NXT is more consistent or is SmackDown more consistent? Putting on a good show or a better yes. show? Good show. Like, solid. Mm. Like, I didn't mind watching that. Like, I two hours of my day watching that, I do not have a complaint about it. Honestly, SmackDown. It's, it's a, a lot more basic version of NXT, if you really do think about it. Besides, like, the big factions and whatnot that they have with, like, Imperium and Undisputed Era. So, I feel like with NXT, they do try to put on these really good matches. Like, pretty much anything Roderick Strong's in, you're pretty much going to think, oh, yeah, he's going to have a really good match. Or Matt Riddle. Or, like, guys with Timothy Thatcher who've just been putting on consistent matches. It's a lot easier to watch someone like those who's going to have a generic-type match. A very easy flow type match, nothing too over the top, and it's just, like, a lot more chilled rather than NXT, which it's all, like, go, 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 if that makes sense. Oh, totally. I mean, they they, they are 100%, you know, start to finish, aggressiveness through the roof, but sometimes it's, like, why do you don't have to do all this stuff, guys? Like, you can slow it down. You can be precise. You know, you can, you can pick, pick at one part of the body. You don't just have to go, 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 suicide dive, suicide dive, top rope, top rope. You don't have to do that. That's yeah, when so, SmackDown comes in. Yes. Where it's kind of like you get all these classic old school guys. Well, quote unquote classic guys are trade, you know, you know, solid names that we all know that put on consistent matches that aren't crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. It's just. For me, it's a lot easier to watch. As much as I do love watching NXT, like seeing guys like Cole and Roddy, Bobby, Kyle, I could go on. I pretty much just name all the undisputed era guests. <laughs> a little biased there. But just seeing, you know, a much more simpler version of that in SmackDown is a lot more enjoyable to me and a lot more like, okay, I can just relax. I can take some notes on this. Rather than NXT, I have to quickly jot it down and then keep on looking at the TV. I feel like it's the same with um, AEW sometimes. Like, it's just very, like, fast-paced and whatnot. Like, you do have some of the bigger guys to slow down, like, the matches and whatnot so, to sort of give, like, a relaxing-type station. 
But at times, like, all the tag team matches are pretty much overwhelming. And, like, I I didn't want to get too in-depth about it. But overall, SmackDown is a lot more chill and relaxed than NXT is. Yeah, so like we said, SmackDown was pretty solid this week. Uh, of course, as we always do, going to do with the old 1 to 10, 5 being average scale. Uh, what did you think? I'll, I'll go with your number first because I think Ooh. you'd be a little surprised by mine. Okay, um, let me quickly look back at my notes. So we did have Doze. We had Doze on a lot. Like a lot. Doze has been on TV more than Zelina has. We might have to start counting how much Doze is on. I know. He was on what, four times today? Four? My, yeah, my four. dad counted six. Six? Which is outstanding. So we did have Doze. Pretty we good had, for a little tag team guy, huh? Yeah, exactly. We had Doze on a lot. We had Decent Vignettes, Forgotten Sons, Brian and Gulak, which is amazing. Main event, semi-okay. I would have to say 8.1. Wow. Yeah. It was a really good episode. It was a really good episode. 8.1 good? Yeah, I would say so. What would would you say was the last 8.1 wrestling show you watched? Oh, the last 8.1 wrestling? Mm. Oh, man. I don't even know. Probably. (laughs) Damn, I honestly can't remember. I don't know. How are you going to give that 8.1? It was just outstanding. There was so much good stuff on SmackDown this week. We had a whole lot of Otis. I love Otis. Then we had, let's see, let me go down my notes really quick. You just said No, I know, but I want to give you a, like, sort of an explanation as to why I'm saying this. We had a lot more, a lot more of those. We had Mandy and Braun on. We had... A quick Divas match. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My dad was saying, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, Charlotte was okay. I'm sick of them. Forgotten Sons was good. Daniel Bryan and Drew Gulak, I could praise all day if I really wanted to. An exciting match for next week, the mixed tag match, in an okay. <laughs> Did you hear that? <laughs> in an okay, okay <laughs> main event. So it was pretty good for me. What would you rank it? I was going to go a little lower than that. I was going to go 7.1. Just because. I just think... Sorry to interrupt, but if you're not talking about how great Brian Danielson is, or Daniel Bryan, whatever you want to call him is, you shouldn't be talking at all. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man's got a point. That is uh, (laughs) Justin's dad for everyone missing. The legend. The man, the myth, the legend. Uh, We have nothing but praise for Daniel Bryan, that's for sure. Uh, 7.1. 8.1 is a little high. 8.1 is like, it has to be, it has to like jump out of the TV, like saying like, wow, this was that good. I don't remember enjoying the show as much as I did tonight. I mean, I did love NXT this week. I thought it was really good, but I don't think it compared to SmackDown this week. 8.1. Okay, if you say so. It might be a little rookie score, but it's definitely good. It, it is. It was pretty good. I will give you that. So I, I don't think it's really outlandish, but cons- all things considered with wrestling recently, you that could definitely be considered. Or, it could be justified. You know, or argument. Or put in the argument for an 8.1 show. Definitely. 
But uh, as we wrap up here, we'll get into our last segment of the night. I uh, did a pretty good job of uh, keeping this under wraps. We'll do gimmicks of the week. We'll keep it simple. We'll do star of the week. Monday Night Raw, NXT, AEW, and Friday Night SmackDown. Star of the week. Who do you got? A lot happened this week. Mm, yeah, a lot did happen this week. So with Raw, we had... I'll pretty much just go down the line. So with Raw, we had Seth Rollins really popping out at me. Because typically he's been bland. But he really did pop off this week. Uh, NXT, which I've seen. I didn't get to watch AEW. Timothy Thatcher ended up turning against Matt Riddle. And put on a pretty good show. Then on SmackDown, we had Otis. Which I thought he did. Oh, no, wait. Excuse me. I shouldn't say that. Let me... We had more <laughs> than Otis. Let me correct myself. Sure. Yeah, let me correct myself. We had Daniel Bryan. Those are We had two... the American Dragon. The American Dragon. Daniel Bryan. Oh, wait. Really quick. I'm going to get a little sidetracked. Have you ever heard Daniel Bryan's ROH theme song? No, I have not. The Final Countdown? You've never heard that song? Like the, like the actual Final Countdown song? Yes, I've it's heard the, the Final, final countdown. countdown. Yeah, that's yes, Daniel I've Bryan's theme song. song. If you watch his entrance in ROH, it is, like, it's seriously so cool. But Daniel Bryan definitely put on a great show. But I'm going to say I have to say, ooh, excuse me, have to say star of the week, Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan, star of the week. Very, yeah, easy pick there. Definitely the safe pick. Uh, thinking about it now, oh, man, star of the week. I mean, AEW was. Uh, I don't know about AEW. Don't nah, talk about that. <laughs> I think I think AEW is out of the picture from what I had in my notes. Seth don't Rollins be one of these guys who says Chris Jericho because oh. he's been great on mic, but then trash matches. He faced Pineapple Pete. You really think Pineapple Pete's gonna be my star of the week? <laughs> no. His ring name is Suge D. Okay. Wait, his wrestling name isn't Pineapple Pete? No, Chris Jericho. So the, 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 the way Pineapple Pete started was the yeah, guy was the wore... the t-shirt. The guy wore the Pineapple Pete, the pineapple-like shirt. Like a Hawaiian pineapple shirt that had pineapples yeah, on it. I get that. Chris Jericho said, who is that guy? Pineapple Pete. Pineapple Pete should shut up. I hate that guy. His real, na- his wrestling, real wrestling name is Suge D. Oh. And he and he, he's had that name for the past 16 years, known around the globe, he said, which I've never heard of Suge D ever in my life until he said his name was Suge D, not Pineapple Pete. But yeah. anyway, <laughs> uh, Pineapple Pete, that was the origin of that name. But uh, oh, either way, AEW, definitely not. Seth Rollins made a compelling case. Oscar getting the title, I mean, that's obviously big. Oh, yeah. I didn't even know that. Uh, huh. NXT. Looks like Thatcher put on a good performance. For Daniel sure. Bryan obviously had a great match. Or Drew Gulak, even. You could say Drew. Drew he did Gulak really good. Too. Oh, man. Uh, you know, I did say the match of the night on the Wednesday Night Wars was a woman's four-way. And I think I put her as my star of the week 
before. But for the first ever two-time Star of the Week, Wrestler of the Week, we're going to have Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Wrestler Do you of the have week. a crush on her, Jaworski? No. She I think fan- you do. She is fantastic. She is You cannot sure change my really mind. Good. I can't change your mind on you having a crush on her. Now can I? Grow up. She has a boyfriend, okay? This is not Tin Cup, okay? That, that's my dad's boy right there. You know that? Tin Let Cup? Tell my dad. No, no. Cole is my dad's boy. Okay. Well, yes, we know that. Friends of the program. But Britt Baker, you know... Still, there was a fly like right in my face. That was it's still there anyway. Uh, Britt Baker loses the match, still has a her hand, finds a glove, has her hand way down Chris Statlander's mouth, taking all attention away from Sheeta winning the four way. And she's the talk that. of the night, and she is the talk of the night. Yeah, I mean, that's come true. on, she's on fire right now. I can't believe that there is not a triple threat match at double or nothing for her. Facing off against Sheeta and Nyla Rose for the belt, and uh, and she's on the buy-in against Statlander. I mean, come on now, come on. Okay, in all honesty, I think they're doing the same thing that WWE is doing with Lacey Evans. I think they're waiting for like the fans to be back to give them that real special moment because it's blatantly obvious that Britt Baker's on top right now, right? So, like, same thing with Lacey Evans. She's on top two on SmackDown. So. I think they are saving something special for them both. I think that only makes sense because who can, con- Ugh, excuse me, who can deny the talent of Britt Baker and Lacey Evans? Oh, no doubt. I mean, between Lacey, doing, she is, she's fantastic on the mic, fantastic on the ring. I mean, her whole story is fantastic. Yeah, it really even is. Britt, even Britt. You know, it makes sense. Obviously. Obviously, it helps being, you know, getting into the spotlight a little more, being Adam Cole's, you know, girlfriend. Bay I mean, bay. either way. Yep. But that's that's he, he, neither here nor there. Obviously, she's proven herself on a national television show. But between her in-ring work, you know, having a, a woman's four-way, it has to be one of the most difficult matches to pull off. There's no doubt about it. And between her with that, her singles matches, her work with Tony Schiavone, which has been hilarious okay and fantastic work as her being the bad girl persona and even the segments she has in her office i mean that that one she had with uh the girl rebel from tna who who used to be in tna rather that was great calling her the wrong name just completely bossing her around has pictures of herself obviously not a real office or you know obviously putting the pictures up there for the show i mean her work is I think is is being very overshadowed by the goofiness, cringiness, and just the silliness of AEW. She is fantastic. If she was on NXT, she would be champion, no doubt. Oh, for sure. I don't even think Charlotte would be champ if it, uh, like if Britt Baker. In all honesty, I think if she was in NXT and had that match against Rhea, I don't necessarily believe she would have beat Rhea. For the title, but for sure down the line, she for I don't want to say for sure again. She will definitely be. Champ- I mean, even on AEW, she's going to be champ at some point. There's no doubt about that. Oh yeah, I mean, 
I, I, sorry for the rant there, but just it frustrates me that some of the great talent on AEW, these people want to rag on it, uh, rightfully so, because it's so ridiculous at some points. But there's so much great talent like Britt Baker. It's just being overshadowed by Matt Hardy coming out in four different clo- four different pieces of clothing and having changing his name four different times during one match. I just had a hiccup there, but just uh, star of the week. Britt Baker, even though she lost, but still is the talk of the show. I mean, you're obviously the star, even if you lose, and people are still talking about you. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's like I'm the star of the show. People still talk about me. Just kidding. Couldn't do it without you, Justin. Oh, I don't know about that, Jaworski. That is true. That is true. We call them that. Well, I literally couldn't do it without you because I... One man wrestling podcast. I don't think it would really work out. Who would who would I turn over to all the matches that I don't pay attention to? <laughs> yeah, that is true. I pay I'd attention to everything besides AEW. Yeah, biased. Anyway, we <laughs> want to appreciate everybody for listening in to this episode of the J and J Wrestling Podcast. Be sure to follow us on social media at J and J Wrestling Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Be sure to follow us on Spotify search by searching J&J Wrestling Podcast. Be sure to listen to all our previous episodes. I think we're up to 13 and a half at this point. So uh, be sure to check out all that. 13 and a half what? Episodes. Where did we get the half from? I put in Money in the Bank review as a half episode because it was a off-schedule show. Okay, so every pay-per-view is a uh, a half? Yes, even though it's a full episode, it's a half. Okay, okay, fair enough. But on Anchor, it still counts as like the 14th episode. But 13 and a half episodes in, be sure to listen to all our previous content there. It is great. It is funny. It is informative. Uh, some people, some listeners even saying that we are their source of knowing how the show went that day. Pretty impressive. That is true. That is indeed true. So be sure to uh, keep on listening. Keep on giving us that support so we know we're doing our fanta- our best of our abilities as our podcast whiz uh, to help you out during this week or these weeks that you don't really want to watch wrestling. But, uh, Justin, anything you have to say before I uh, completely wrap it up and tell the people to wash their hands? It's too, too time. Uh, someday I'll find that clip and I'll understand what you're talking about. But as I'll always, people, you. appreciate you listening in. We will see you all on Tuesday for our review of Monday Night Raw and our wild card segment. See you all then. See you later.